We're pregnant. Bro, do you even I live? can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. why is it leaking? Did you Whoa, hear that? What's that smell? That was not awful. there yesterday. Have a second it's it's totally my natural hair color. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was solid. Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. Get ready to warm up your thinking caps because it's finally time for the last batch of clues in our five-part health science scavenger hunt. Hashtag pod hunt. In case you're new to the podcast or have no idea what we're talking about, or if you skipped episodes 20, 26, 27, and 30, we'll go ahead and share the nuts and bolts of this thing one last time so you can make whatever arrangements you need to in order to play along. Our health science scavenger hunt or pod hunt for short, hashtag pod hunt, is a five-part series where we invite you to join the shenanigans by hitting the town in search of a bunch of mystery items. Altogether, this list of items has 15 things on it, and in order to help you figure out what they all are, we've been releasing new episodes every few weeks with just enough information to help you hunt down a few items at a time. So far, bit by bit, we've released clues for 12 of the 15 items. But in this episode, we're going to give you the clues you'll need in order to figure out the last three items. After that, you will have everything you need to pound the pavement, and find the items, and then send us a picture of each one at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We'll use the pictures to randomly select three winners from all of the people who correctly found all 15 of the pod hunt items. We will also use some of the pictures for a new pod hunt photo album on our website so everyone can see how much fun we all had together. Of course, if you want to play along but you don't want your photos shared, you can say so in the email when you send your pictures. To be considered for a prize, every picture you take must include a little slip of paper where you've written the date of when you took the photo. And every picture you take must also include some small object like a pencil or a toothbrush to give the photo scale. Whatever object you choose, it has to be the same for every picture you take. So as an example, if you take a total of 15 pictures 
and you've chosen a ponytail holder as your scale object, that same ponytail holder has to be visible in all 15 of your pictures. The small item you choose will work like a flat Stanley or an elf on a shelf. Since each stage of the hashtag pod hunt requires multiple steps, the easiest way to win the hashtag pod hunt, if you haven't started yet, will be to work in a team of about four humans, but it is perfectly possible to win the hashtag pod hunt, even if you are the only human on your team. Many of the hunt items require a little internet searching and a little travel outside your house, but none of them require you to explore dangerous or adult topics. So if your search takes you to a page that asks if you're 18 years of age or older or suggests you travel down some dark alley at night, get out of there! Even if you are late coming to this party, it still isn't Pokemon Go. Please, don't drive your car off a cliff or sneak onto private property or do anything illegal with the internet just to win this scavenger hunt. Now for the prizes. Now that we've arrived at the final batch of clues, it's about time we shed some more light on the prize that you're trying to win. But we still aren't going to tell you what it is, because it's still a secret. But we promise that the prize is real. It does exist, and I am looking at it from across the room as I speak the words to record this episode. By now, based on the clues from earlier in the series, you may have already guessed what the prize is, but if you haven't, here's one last teaser. The prize is pretty basic as far as mystery prizes go, and most anyone who is old enough can learn how to use it. But not long ago, some doctoral students from the Johns Hopkins University Laboratory of Computational Sensing and Robotics brought the prize to a new level of nerdiness when they used their da Vinci robot to practice surgery skills with the prize. The prize still isn't food. You cannot eat the prize, but it can be shared. So if you decide to work on the hashtag hog hunt as part of a group, there will be plenty of prize to go around if you win. So now that you've had a recap on how to play along, we're going to do you a huge favor by quickly reviewing the first 12 pod hunt clues so that you won't have to skim through older episodes trying to find them. After that, we'll go ahead and give you the clues for the last three items. And once we do, you'll be all set to make some moves for your bragging rights. If you are already familiar with the first 12 clues, you can use the fast forward button on your podcast player to skip ahead by about eight and a half minutes. This will give you the option of listening to the final three clues without having to sit through a review of the 12 older ones. Now, in order to review the first 12 clues, I am going to slip into something a little more comfortable. Ahem. Okay, that's feeling better. Here are the first 12 clues for the pod hunt, listed from oldest to newest. The first 
second, and third items were originally released on June 4, 2017, and the theme for them was first aid. Here they are, again. The first item is a machine that evolved from an invention created in the 1950s and made popular after Johns Hopkins Hospital began using the device as a standard treatment for cardiac arrest. The original machine consisted of a small box and two insulated cables with copper electrodes, but the ones that are used today are battery-powered, much more handy, and can usually be found hanging on walls or being stored in cabinets. The second item is named for a French word that means coat of mail. This item can play a major role in controlling blood loss, and it's so important to armed forces that in 2002, military scientists started working on a version that bleeding soldiers could apply to their arms or legs with just one hand. Far from the battle field, though, you can watch YouTube videos to learn how to make one of these items at home. The third item is a newer version of a device originally called a baby gay. It was created in 1923 using wads of cotton and toothpicks. Today, this item is sometimes used for arts and crafts projects and for removing makeup, but more often than that, it's used against doctor's advice for other purposes, and altogether, in 2014, this item raked in more than $200 million in sales. The fourth, fifth, and sixth items were originally released on August 5, 2017, and the theme for them was men's health. Here they are, again. The fourth item is a piece of equipment that was originally developed in 1765 to increase survival rates for shipwrecked sailors and soldiers, and the first versions of this item were made of cork or vegetable fibers, called kapok. Over time, as the design of this item has improved, it's become a popular piece of safety equipment in the area of water sports and recreation, but today, this item may be especially important for men, because according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, in the last 20 years, men have been four times more likely to die in accidental drownings than women, and this has been true even in cases where no boats or alcohol have been involved. Sheesh. The fifth item is a product made from the fruit of the American dwarf palm tree. Though this product has been proven not to work, men can still buy it online and in places like health stores to try to help with things like hair loss, chronic pelvic pain, and symptoms that can come along with an enlarged prostate. Much of the time, this product can be found in pill form, but it may also be used to make teas. It is never used to make smartphone smoothies. The sixth item is a disposable grooming device that some men try to use to deal with jock itch, which is a type of fungal rash on the genitals that men are more likely to get than women. Cave paintings suggest that the oldest versions of this item were made from things like clam shells, shark's teeth, or volcanic glass, and were used to remove unwanted facial hair. Today, they're usually made from plastic and steel, and may be used to remove hair from a number of body parts, including the male humans itchy downstairs. Now, this is a little off topic, but while you're searching for this item, you may see some web pages that talk about soaking in a bathtub of diluted bleach in order to get rid of jock itch. This is not the item we are looking for, and we are not suggesting that anyone try this. Please don't sit in a tub of bleach to get rid of your jock itch. The 7th, 8th, and 9th items were also originally released on August 5, 2017, and the theme for them was sports and exercise medicine. Here they are, again. The 7th item made its biggest, 
major public appearance in 1859 in the days before sports drinks and plastic bottles. Back then, this item was mainly used as a way to pump clean drinking water to the public. If you ignore the fact that the humans originally shared the same dirty drinking cup when using the item. Backwash aside, in the early 1920s, the humans ditched the shared cups and now, if you can find one of these items in a park or a field, it's likely being used to help people replace the water that their bodies lose during outdoor sports like tennis or trail running. The eighth item may be used as part of a treatment plan to soothe the Charlie horses people might get when training for sports like swimming or running. The first version of this item was called the El Warmo, and it was invented in 1911 by a Canadian man named Earl Richardson. The old versions of this item were quite the fire hazard, but today's versions are much safer, thanks to regulations put in place by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The ninth item is a part of the suture kit that may be used to treat a sports injury called cauliflower ear. If you have never heard of cauliflower ear, drop what you are doing and Google it. You'll be glad you did, but you will never be able to unsee the pictures that come up in the search results. The item is always used as part of a pair, and it helps to keep providers' hands from contaminating a person's injured ear during the important process of draining fluid from the ear with a needle. The 10th 11th, and 12th items were originally released on August 27, 2017, and the theme for them was the five senses. Here they are, again. The 10th item was originally used in the 1300s, by Chinese judges, so they could keep their facial expressions hidden while they were hearing cases. Hundreds of years later, the humans figured out that this item could be even more useful, as a way to prevent snow blindness, to reduce glare during military missions, and to protect the eyes from UV radiation. In the United States, at the turn of the 20th century, the item underwent a lot of helpful updates in research labs, in order to better equip the country's armed forces, but the item did not become freely available to the general public. Until the late 1930s. The 11th item is now commonly used in hearing tests, since most of the humans are no longer using tuning forks and whispering, in order to tell how well their ears are working. When used by healthcare professionals, this item is usually only used for a few minutes at a time, and is generally cleaned between each use, but outside of the clinic, when the humans use this item to listen to music or podcasts. For extended periods, it is possible that this item will contribute to extra wax building up inside the ears, because the item may keep the wax from falling out of the ears like normal. As far as I can tell, the 12th item is mostly used like some kind of human, catnip. The item's original widespread use involved first aid, and was part of a toolkit for reviving people who had fainted, or people who had been knocked unconscious by a blow to the head, but its smell was so irritating, that people unfortunate enough to get a whiff, would often be at risk of injuries to their spinal cords because they would thrash around trying to escape the stench. As a result, First responders no longer use this item for emergencies very much anymore, but athletes can be seen sniffing little packets of this item before competitions because they believe its odor will help to boost their energy, alertness, or performance, though there is no scientific evidence proving that this actually works. This twelfth item is somewhat unusual compared to the other pod hunt items, and it may be hard to find in your local community after you've figured out what the item is. For this reason, when you submit your photos to be considered for the prize, 
we will accept a screenshot of the item, or a picture of a picture of the item, but you will still need to include your scale item with the photo. All right, now for the moment you've been waiting for. Here are the last three clues you will need to bring yourself one step closer to winning the health science scavenger hunt. Hashtag pod hunt. For the last three pod hunt items, the theme is street medicine. The 13th item is often used by community health programs that provide medical care for people who live or sleep in the streets. The item is not a piece of medical equipment, but it can be a very important tool for helping team members to see what they're doing, especially in cases when they have to provide medical care outside at night or in places with poor lighting, like tent cities or wooded areas. The 14th item is a product that street medicine providers use to help prevent infections on the skin when they have to give care to patients in locations that don't have enough access to soap or running water. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration classifies this item as an over-the-counter healthcare antiseptic drug product, but in spite of that fancy label, this item is dirt cheap. And thanks to the explosion in its popularity during the last decade, you can buy this item practically anywhere. And that's probably pretty good news, particularly during cold and flu season, so long as you don't drink it and give yourself alcohol poisoning. The 15th and final item is a product that street medicine providers may use in order to keep patients dry when care has to be given in places that don't have enough shelter from weather events like rain. Spoiler alert, the item is not an umbrella. That's right, the item is not an umbrella, but it can serve a very similar function while being much cheaper much more lightweight and much less likely to blow inside out and break if the wind picks up. The oldest versions of this item were made from rectangle-shaped pieces of heavy fabric, but today the item can be made from various kinds of plastic, and in some cases, like with the whoobies used by the military, this item may even be fitted with a special inner lining to help keep you warm. Bonus spoiler, the item is not a coat or a jacket. Phew! Now you've got everything you need to connect with some super friends, take one last stab at that awesome team name, and make a final push towards your chance to win the pod hunt. And while we're on the subject, don't let all your hard work go to waste by missing the deadline for turning in your photos. The photos you create for the 15 pod hunt items must be in our email inbox before midnight Eastern Standard Time on December 7th, 2017. 
We'll say that one more time for the people in the back. The photos you create for the 15 pod hunt items must be in our inbox before midnight Eastern Standard Time on December 7th, 2017. If you're listening to this episode in the future, you have already missed the deadline. But thank you, future human, for listening to the show. Pod hunt winners will be contacted directly and their names or the names of their teams will be announced during the show on the weekend of December 9th, 2017. Between now and December 7th, 2017, you can send your pod hunt photos and any questions you might have to our email address at info at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We are really looking forward to hearing from you and seeing your photos. But until then, that's all for now. Stay tuned, everybody. Please tell the other humans to consider supporting one of the many local street medicine programs around the country that provide health care for the homeless. And also tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code Dark42 Tower Beam Sunshine Strain. No, 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 I told you we're not doing that. My apologies www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds? Easter egg time. During the course of the Pod Hunt series, we have been releasing teasers about the Pod Hunt prize in order to help the humans try to guess what the prize is. If you missed any of them, and would prefer not to go back to listen to them one episode at a time. Here they are, again. The first teaser about the Pod Hunt Prize is the prize is not food. You cannot eat the prize, but it can be shared. So if you decide to work on Pod Hunt as part of a group, there will be plenty of prize to go around, if you win. The second teaser about the Pod Hunt Prize is that the prize was originally invented in 1964 by a college student who sold the rights to his idea for $500. The group that bought those rights started selling a version of the invention the following year and later made over $40 million in profits. The third teaser about the Pod Hunt Prize is that the prize is harmless, and just about anyone can enjoy it without any special training, but it happens to use a concept that is also used to help prevent nerve damage during thyroid surgery. The fourth teaser about the Pod Hunt Prize is that about 2.5 volts of electricity are required from the prize's power source in order to run it correctly. 
The power source does not contain enough energy to cause major electrical shock, but can cause burns to the human skin or start a fire if handled improperly. Be sure to listen to the end of future episodes for more Easter eggs.